Forgiveness. First week we talked about your heart, about the motivation, reason why we forgive is not for any other reason, but we're trying to guard the most precious commodity that God has given to us. And that's our heart. Our heart is precious. Our heart is powerful. Do you know within your heart resides all the power of God himself and the person of the Holy Spirit? It resides on the inside of you, love and kindness and patience. It resides inside of you, the healing power of God. So we've got to guard that heart with all diligence. The second week we talked about remove the buttons. So many times we get hurt and offended because we have buttons in our lives, buttons that people press or buttons that are just wide open. And really we probably shouldn't have gotten offended or hurt over it, but guess what? We have a button. And I shared uh, last week about how my button was with a big situation that I dealt with is I gave someone the right to assess value to me when the only person that is allowed to assess value to me is God through the person of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So, and this week we're going to talk about knowing your position. Now everyone's, everyone, you're probably thinking, well, wait a minute. What about the scripture I say to you, love your enemies and do good to those who hate you and bless those who curse you and pray. We're going to get to it. Slow down there, slick. We're going to get to that. But that actually is step number four. That's not the first step. We do those things because we have a revelation that we're guarding our heart. We have a revelation that we've gone to God and said, remove the buttons and he shows us and we get those taken care of. Then we know our position in Christ Jesus that we're actually able to forgive. And then the last thing is, is we do these things like be good to our enemies, uh, love our enemies, pray for our enemies. We do that as a last step because those are the things that we do as we work it out till God restores relationship. And sometimes relationship is never restored, but it's not on your end. It's on somebody else's end. And that's okay. That's okay. You can love certain people from afar. Can I hear a big amen? There's certain people that you can just love them from afar and that's okay. You know, that's okay. You, you love them and, and you know that someday you're going to be in heaven together and most likely God's going to pair your mansions right next to each other. <laughs> but for now, until we can get the resolve on that, you know, we'll, we'll just love love them from afar and they're loving us from afar and that's okay. That's okay. That's totally good. Let's just do one more thing before I start my first scripture. Let's just pray over what was given in the offering tonight and just speak blessing over it. Father, thank you for every gift, every seed sown, every gift given that uh, into the offering. I thank you it goes not only to the meet the needs of the church, but it goes to raise funds for this wonderful building that you are, are going to bring to us. And we thank you for it, Lord. Thank you. It's, it's just a matter of uh, of time before that thing comes into the open and we know it and we have our own building. We thank you for that. I pray that you bless every single family, every single person who gave in the offering, bless their finances, crazy good, bless their relationships, crazy good, because Father, they're, they're honoring you with their life and with their, with their finances. In Jesus' name we pray and everybody said amen. amen. All right, cool. Luke chapter six, verse 27 and 28 says this, but I say to you, you, you who hear, Love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, and pray for those who spitefully use you. How in the world can we do these things to awful people? I bet you that's the first thing that came around. You're saying, I'll do this. This person's awful. How can I do this? It's so hard to refrain from cussing them out, let alone love them, right? I'm a, I, guys, you know me, I'm real. 
I'm going to be real with you. Yes, I have those certain things that come across my mind as well. I just choose not to say them. Okay? That's just real deal. And so do you. That means, you know, there are certain things that happen in traffic that the first thing that comes up in your mind is not bless them, Jesus. Right? I mean, I mean, come on, let's be real. We're all flash. We all have this thing we carry around and and, and we've got to kick it and make it stay in the coffin sometimes, right? Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31 and 32. Here's some more instruction for us. We'll be looking at this next week. Like I said, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. How do I do this? really hard to actually walk this out, right? I mean, I mean, let all bitterness, can I just have a little bitterness? You know, a little wrath, a little evil speaking, you know. You know, we just, I just want to tell you this because it's a matter of prayer, some people will say. I want to tell you how horrible so-and-so was because I want to pray for him. Okay, you just got Jesus juked. The answer is tapping into your new nature and seeing people like Jesus sees them. Oh, if we could just see, quote unquote, our enemies like Jesus sees them. It's like I've told you before, and it's something that we need to remember, as angry as we may get at somebody or how someone hurt us or deliberately, and maybe they did, deliberately knew what they were doing and just gave it to you anyway and jammed you right in the back of the head. Have you all ever had that situation or is it just me? Okay, it's just me and eight other people who are honest. Okay, so I'm just telling you how, I mean, what do we actually do? And that the answer to it is, is we have to see them like Jesus sees them. Realize that Jesus loves that person. Jesus died for that person. Jesus wants the best for that person. Man, you're talking about, that's really tough, isn't it? I'm just thinking off the top of my head. I mean, there's some of you, you know, that may be here tonight, that maybe you were abused as you were growing up. How in the world could Jesus see them that way after what they did to me? Man, I can't relate, but wow, I, I get it. I get it. It's like, that was just awful. And maybe you feel like that. my, my, my emotions, so many parts of me was just ruined because of that. But Jesus really does see them as a precious commodity and said, I'll die for them. Selah. Pause and calmly think about that. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1 and 2. This is the answer. Imitate God. Therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ, He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. So he's telling us to imitate God. But this is what I want you to kind of take notice of. He called us dear children. The word dear actually means only dear, only one of a class, especially loved, beloved, dear friend, a loved one. Jesus looks at each and every one of us Every one of us, even those that don't have never received Jesus as their Lord and Savior, the Hitlers of this world, the Charles Mansons of this world, all those people, 
Jesus looks at them and says, there is one that I think of, I feel about their beloved. That's hard to fathom, isn't it? I mean, that's really kind of hard to fathom. But the, the point is, is even though we see in this earth as like through a glass darkly, you know, you ever done that in a storefront? You're looking and it's dark in there and you can kind of see shadows of things and stuff. I still think that we can understand and know the love of God to such an extent that we can love our enemies. And I think that's what the Lord's trying to get over to us. But he said, here's the answer. Imitate me. Paul actually said, follow me as I follow Christ. Now that's a confident dude. <laughs> follow me as I follow Christ. And I'm sure Paul didn't do everything perfect because he's a human being. But he said, listen, as I follow Christ, follow me. That word, there was the key. Follow me as I follow Christ. And there's some of you who sometimes you're not following Christ. You're following another voice. <laughs> but the good news is, is that he wants us to imitate him. And he's perfect. Jesus has never made a mistake. Jesus has never treated someone wrong. He's never looked at anybody in any other way than through the, the eyes of the love of the Father. And he said, imitate me. Realize that even though someone's done something against you, like we said, Jesus loves them and died for them. The word imitate means to take or follow as a model, follow one's example. The Holy Spirit actually lives inside of our new nature, our born-again human spirit. We can naturally, supernaturally live life. Guys, there's so many things that you do that you are completely oblivious that God is leading you and guiding you and you don't even realize it. There's certain things that you're doing that God is leading you and guiding you and you're just absolutely clueless. I was talking to some friends the other night and one of my friends was going through a really difficult situation <clears throat> and I said, look what God has done to your path and to your life to bring you the support that you need in this very moment. We can't forget those things. God is doing those amazing things. He's leading us. He's guiding us. We're doing things supernaturally, so naturally that we don't even know God's leading us. But he is. He's leading us and he's guiding us. All right. Yeah, this is all great, Pastor John. I hear what you're saying, but how do I do this? It's this simple. You need to know your position. You need to see yourself like Jesus sees you. Nothing more and certainly nothing less. See yourself how Jesus sees you. This is how Jesus sees you. Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 26. We talked about this scripture uh, last month in our series. I'll give you a new heart. I'll put a new spirit in you. I'll remove the stone heart from your body and replace it with a heart that's God-willed, not self-willed. In the New Living Translation, it says, and I will give you a new heart. I'll put a new spirit in you. I'll take out your stony, stubborn heart. Well, my husband's still stubborn. <laughs> hang on, hang on. And give you a tender and responsive heart. What we see here is God has given us a completely new nature on the inside. And that's why we're able to love people when they're not very lovely. So I think what we need to do is we need to know how does Jesus see me? If I can see myself and see myself 
walking in the power of the Holy Spirit the way Jesus sees me, maybe I can actually get somewhere with this forgiveness thing. Romans 6.14 says this, For sin shall not any longer exert dominion over you, since now you are not under the law as slaves, but under grace as subject of God's favor and mercy. We must understand and know that we are no longer enslaved by sin. Jesus gave us the right to choose him and his way of doing things. The sin nature cannot impose its will on you. Oh, I'm telling you, this situation, I just had to. I just couldn't stand anymore. No, you didn't. That's not true. That's a lie. Yes, you could have. And yes, God will help you the next time if you'll just trust him and let him help you. But there's been so many times where, you know, the first thing that comes out of my flesh is, and then I'm like, no, that's not what Jesus, that's not a WWJD. No, sir. No, sir. It's not. That person in track, like, hey, um, yeah. You know, I just don't get, do you guys get it when people flip you off in traffic? I just don't get it. It's like, what is your point? You just cut me off and now you're flipping me off on top of it? I don't know. You can tell this is not a problem of mine at all. <laughs> yeah, next. All right, Colossians 3.3 says this. For as far as this world is concerned, you have died and your new real life is hidden with Christ in God. You've actually died to the sin's nature of, of the ability to drive you, make you, or enforce its agenda on you. That's the way that Jesus sees you. He sees you in such a way that you don't have to follow the agenda of the nature of this flesh or this natural being anymore. You can follow the voice of the Spirit. You know, I was driving the church tonight, and a lot of what I've been doing lately, and this has been so good and been so powerful. I've been just giving God like, okay, I'm giving you my mind for the next 15 minutes. And some of you are like, 15 minutes? Geez, I'll give God my mind an hour. Back off. I could do it for 15 minutes. I'm warming up, right? <laughs> Hard enough to give Jesus my mind for 15 minutes, let alone an hour. I'll work up to that. But I'm like, all right, Jesus, I'm, I'm just completely, I'm, all I'm thinking about is you. So I'm just driving, I'm on my way, and the Lord's just ministering to me and and showing me, you know, John, you could be so in tune with me that the gifts of the Spirit flow like it's the most natural thing in the world, and you just go with that. I'm like, oh, Lord, that's awesome. How do I do that? What do I got to do? What's my part? Right? That's the first thing we do. What's my part? What do I got to do? How do I work? How do I work? How do I work? Work, 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 work. And the Lord just said, just simply by keeping your mind stayed on me just like you are now, praying in the Holy Spirit, reading scripture, it can become more and more and more natural so that you're speaking to people and the gifts of the Spirit are flowing through you. You don't even know what's happening. Amen. It's like, wow, that was cool. I just had a word of knowledge. That was awesome. Wow, that was really a prophetic work without me going, thus saith the Lord. <laughs> uh, why do people have to get weird? The Holy Spirit is just not weird. He's not weird. Amen. He really isn't. Now, some things aren't 
normal or natural. I mean, Jesus spit in the clay and made clay of the spittle and put it in the guy's eyes. That's not like normal, but you don't have to be weird for it to be God. Like I could be talking to you in the midst of a conversation and say, you know, I just feel like the Lord really wants you to know this. That is as much prophecy as, thus saith the Lord. Have y'all been in those churches? Thus saith the Lord. And apparently the Lord speaks in, in King James English. Thee, thouest. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just really convinced that it can be the most natural, supernatural thing. Right? I mean, it can be. It doesn't have to be weird. I'm not saying that those people are weird. Okay, let's back it up. Okay, I'm just saying that it doesn't have to be this thing where people are like, that just doesn't feel natural to me. I just believe that God would, I think if Jesus came in the room right now, he would make you feel so comfortable and so loved, you wouldn't know what to do with yourself. He wouldn't walk in the room and say, I'm Jesus down on the floor. I mean, I don't, I don't think that's the way he is. I think you would immediately be down on the floor. I know I would. But the point I'm trying to make to you is, is I think that the Lord works to make us feel welcomed and loved. And I think that we should strive to make other people feel welcomed and loved. Amen. Kind of that simple, right? Well, you mean God can do that through me and I don't have a P in front of my name? Pastor? Yeah, yeah, because we're all ministers of the gospel. That's why a lot of times when I introduce myself to people, hey, I'm John. My mom called me John. People go, Pastor John, they call me John. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, my mom called me John, it's cool. You know, I mean, I mean, yeah, I function in the role of a pastor. But I'm a normal, making mistakes, going down the road, trying to love Jesus the best I can guy. And so are you. So why can't God use you to speak and say whatever he needs to say? Can I hear a big amen? Okay. So this word hidden is really interesting. Life is hidden with Christ and God. The idea of hidden is, you remember when you're a little kid, you do this and you think nobody else could see you? Ever do that? Close your eyes, nobody else can see me. That's how it is. When we stay hidden with Christ and God, what we're doing is, is we're living and acting out of this nature that's on the inside. And when we become hidden, nothing else can touch you. Nothing else can harm you. Nothing else can overcome you. We need to live hidden in Christ with God. Well, how do we live hidden? By just doing what his word says. Just simply referring to, okay, you know, my, right now I want to pop that little person's head off, but I'm going to do what the word says and I'm going to love them. I'm going to be kind. Hidden. Hidden. You know, you did that to me and that really upset me and that really hurt my feelings. But you know what? I just make a choice of my will to forgive you and just to be kind to you, hidden. Going down the road and somebody flips you the bird and you go, hey, love you too, hidden, hidden. Every time we do the word, we're hidden. Every time we do the word, we're hidden with Christ in God. Romans 5, 5 says, this is what's in our heart, guys. Now, hope doesn't disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. What this gives us is, is we can love the world. We can love when the world says hate. We can be kind when the world says give it back to them. And we can respond the way Jesus would when the flesh says an eye for an eye. 
the love of God within us, we can operate and live out of that. So much to the point where all the little bad things just bounce off you. They bounce, they bounce, they bounce because the love of God is just pouring out of you. They bounce. How do I tap into this love? It's really simple and easy. Hebrews 12, 1 says this. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, lay aside every sin, uh, excuse me, every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. Let us run with endurance the rate that is set before us. Here's the, here's the big kicker. Ready? Looking unto Jesus. This is how we tap into this love. Looking unto Jesus. Jesus is the word. The word is Jesus. Looking unto Jesus. Jesus, that really, really hurt my feelings right now, but I'm looking unto you and trusting you that you're going to show me how to respond, not react, respond. I'm looking unto Jesus, looking unto Jesus. You're the author and the finisher of my faith. You're the one who began the work in me and you can carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. You're the one who's in me to both will and to do for your good pleasure. So I'm looking unto Jesus. I'm looking unto Jesus. That's how we tap into this love. Colossians 3, 2 says this. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. When you're, you know, when you're told by... What is it about movies that we watch where the person is treated so badly and in the end the bad guy gets it that some part of us goes, Yes! Right? Right? Like, I don't know, ever seen the movie Double Jeopardy? Right? Right? So she's accused. I mean, this guy, this guy's awful. He's horrible. He, he kills himself off and then makes sure she takes the blame for it. And in the end, he gets it. And we're all going, yes. That's not God's nature. It's not God's nature. God's nature is, you know what? I'm going to walk away from this and I do not rejoice when others walk into evil. Like my wife and I, I'm just going to be honest with you, my wife and I. So we were talking about a situation, I don't even remember what it was the other day and, we, and she goes, yeah, we're not going to rejoice over that. I said, not even a little bit. Because we knew we couldn't rejoice because somebody you know, had been sowing things for a long time and they were starting to reap that and we're going, <laughs> it stinks to be you. But we're not rejoicing. <laughs> Can't rejoice. Can't rejoice when people get their just desserts. Can't rejoice because you know what? Sowing and reaping works and God forbid it's going to happen to you. What you sow, you're going to reap down the road. And I don't want to rejoice over anything bad because I don't want anything coming back to me. I want to repent and get all that stuff out so I don't have to live in the fruit of that. All right, so... Um, Set your mind. I love the way Message Bible says it. It says this. Don't shuffle along, eyes to the ground, absorb with the things right in front of you. Isn't that what we do? Kind of do that, right? Look up and be alert to what is going on around Christ. That's where the action is. See things from his perspective. Isn't that awesome? That's such a key that we see things from Jesus' perspective. See things from Jesus' perspective perspective. So I want to encourage you this is this week, this week, when you run into a situation and you're tempted to see things from the world's perspective, I want you to make a choice of your will to see something from Jesus' perspective. Jesus, I know right now what the world and the flesh and the devil want me to do in this thing, but I 
choose to see things from your perspective. So I'm going to give you my mind only for one minute. I'm going to give you my mind, and I'm just going to trust right now as I keep my mind stayed on you that you're just going to minister to me what your perspective on this situation is. See if that does not completely change the tone and the voice of what's going on in your life. See it from his perspective. Can you do that this week? Yes. Just, just take a moment and say, okay, Jesus, I'm going to give you a moment, let you see things. I want to see things, excuse me, from your perspective. Right? So let's do that this week. The book of James, I'm going to end on this scripture, says this. Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. Isn't that amazing how someone would go and they look at the word of God and then they go away and they completely act in the flesh and they forget what sort of man or woman that they are. That's why we need to continually look into the law and the light of the love of Jesus every single moment that we can. Amen? Amen. God is so good. God is so good. Hey, bow your heads for a moment. I just want to uh, just take a moment to allow you to have the opportunity. If you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior tonight, or maybe, you know, you've never prayed that prayer before, or maybe you have prayed that prayer before, but you really haven't been living that way, and you just want to kind of make a fresh start and, and just hit, hit the reset button and walk with Jesus. If that's you tonight, I want you just to take a moment right now and everyone's got their heads bowed and eyes closed so no one's going to see and I'm not going to ask you to stand up. I'm not going to ask you to do anything like that. I just want to see if that's you tonight and you want to raise your hand and pray a prayer with me, I would love to have you do that. So go ahead and if you don't know Jesus and you've never asked him to be Lord or you want to make a fresh start, just go ahead and lift up your hand. I want to pray with you tonight. Yes, I see that hand. Everybody else? Anyone else? Yes, I see that hand. Thank you. You can put your hand down. Thank you. Anybody else? Okay, let's do this. Everybody look up at me. Let's just pray this prayer together in faith because we're doing it together as a family. That's how we do everything in the chapel. We do it as a family. Let's just pray real quick together. And uh, we're going we're gonna to pray this prayer with them. And they're going to pray it with all their heart and mean it and let God be glorified. Amen. Say, Heavenly Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that you forgive me for all of my sin. I receive that. I receive the Lordship of Jesus Christ into my heart. And I thank you that you'll help me walk with the Holy Spirit and walk in newness of life. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Awesome. If you prayed that prayer tonight, I believe that God wants to do something awesome in your lives. And there was two people in particular who raised their hands. If you would, 
uh, I'd love for you to come on up front. Uh, and I just want to connect with you for just one moment uh, and, and connect you with somebody else to pray with you. We're going to have people up here that are going to be uh, readily available to pray with you. Please do not leave tonight um, You know, if you have a need and you need someone to pray with you. So take the time to just go ahead and there'll be someone up here on the right and the left. They'll pray with you and they'll uh, be glad to just hear what's going on in your life and to agree in prayer with you. Amen? Amen. Guys, I want you to know it's okay that you're not perfect. It's okay that you blow it all the time. It's okay that you feel like you're repenting for something of the 78th time. Jesus is good with you. Right where you're at, loves you. Right where you're at, loves you. Right with the craziness in your life. Ready to help you, to minister to you, to love you. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Well, are you giving people a right to sin? Of course I'm not. I'm just trying to tell you that condemnation drags you further into sin and we need to stay free from that. So I just want to pray blessing over your life and over the fans. Could you stand with me? And we'll just, we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and dismiss tonight. Lord Jesus, I just thank you for every single person here and all the families that are represented here. I pray that you would bless them and surround them with favor supernaturally. I pray that you would cause the ministering angels of God to, to camp around about them and keep them safe this week. I pray that you would bless their finances, bless them on their jobs, get them promotions, Lord. Help them to step to the front of the line uh, concerning promotions on their jobs. Help, help them, each and every one of them, be a light for Jesus just because of who they are, not by, because of what they preach to people. We thank you for that, Lord. And we pray for those who are sick who couldn't be here tonight. We pray the healing power of God into their hearts and their lives and pray that they would be completely made well and whole. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. amen. God bless you. Have an awesome week. We love you.